This is Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. For more information, please visit my website at spiritualityunpackedalloneword.com. It's Laura. Welcome to welcome back to Spirituality Unpacked. I hope you are doing well. Happy Monday to everybody. Did you have a good weekend? I hope so. I certainly did. Nice quiet weekend. So I wanted to talk about the feeling of freedom. Lots of us are stuck in our circumstances, right? Whether it's money, a job, a relationship, there can be a thousand reasons why, but we feel stuck in our circumstances. And that feeling kind of, it traps us. We feel like we're not free. We can't do what we want to do. We don't feel like we have the power. We just, we feel stuck. We feel trapped. We feel we're not moving. And so one of the things that I've had to learn how to do is is this concept of being okay where I am. So it's finding the freedom from where I am without actually changing anything. So what does that look like, right? So it's sort of, in some ways, it's manifestation 101, because the basics of manifestation are that you have to feel like you have the thing before it actually shows up, right? That's one of the tenets of, of sort of basic manifestation. And it, in, in some ways, it's kind of that. You have to find the feeling within you first, because that's where it is, right? So anything that you want to shift in the outside world, you have to be able to find within yourself. And quite frankly, that includes this concept of freedom. So a lot of what that means is actually not paying attention to what the outside world continues to reflect back to you. Yeah, you actually kind of have to stop paying attention a little bit. And people object to that because it's like, you want me to just ignore life. And in some ways, yes, not completely, not, not to, not to a degree where you have no idea where you are or what's going on or anything. We don't, we don't, we don't want to completely and totally separate from our realities. But what we want to do is only dip in when we absolutely have to. So for as much as we possibly can, we want to stay out of the things that cause us to feel trapped. We want to stay away from that as much as we can and only dip in when we need to. So when money is the issue, the idea is that you only dip in when you actually need to pay the bills. Otherwise, you stay out of it, right? So you only dip in when you have to, and you stay out of it the rest of the time. So as much as you can, you give yourself almost a bubble. You kind of wall yourself off a little bit, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be really standoffish with the people you live with. It doesn't mean you have to avoid the, the entire planet. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to do any of those things. It just means that by creating that bubble, what you're doing is with the people you live with, you're, you're creating a boundary, you're creating, you're creating some sense of separation, but you're also not taking on stuff that isn't yours. 
So you're starting to pay attention to, hey, wait, this person's just throwing snowballs at me. This person is just throwing me their junk. It's not mine. And I don't have to take it on. It's not my responsibility. So you start figuring out what's yours and what's not, right? And when we get into the, I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole here when we talk about the idea of relationship and everything is supposed to be shared equally in the relationship. But the truth is, one person worries about one thing and the other person worries about something else. And, and two people have two different viewpoints. And so two people will worry about two entirely different things. Taking on each other's worries is actually not helpful at all. It doesn't solve anything. It just creates more worry. You're just building on, you're, you're creating a platform of worry when you do that. Don't take on each other's worries, right? So even if you're financially, you're fine, one of you may still worry about money while the other one's okay. And this was certainly the dynamic with my parents. My mother worried about it. My dad liked to spend it. <laughs> so, so that was the dynamic I grew up with. But the idea is my dad actually never did really take on my mother's worries about money. He left that to her. And she complained about it a lot because she wanted him to join him, join her in her worry. But the truth is, it isn't his. It's her thing. She's worried about something, whether, whether it needs to be worried about or not. She's worrying about it. But it's his stuff. It's her stuff. It's not his. It's not his to take on. It's not his to do anything with. It's just his. It's, it's just hers. So we allow people to just have their stuff. We, we allow people to do that, right? We let people be. You allow people to have their worries, have their fears, have their stuff. They have it. That's cool. Let them be there, right? We can't fix those things for people. And that's, that's where you want to go, right? You want to start fixing things. Well, she shouldn't have to worry. He should be making her feel better. Not necessarily, because the reality is, is you can't. You can't make somebody feel better. They either choose to feel better on their own or they don't. Nobody makes anybody feel better. It's a choice, right? We can't make each other do anything. You can't make another person feel, right? The only thing you do is simply offer them a different way of seeing things. And that's really all we do when we comfort each other. We just offer people a different way of seeing things, right? So when I work with clients, the only thing I'm doing is offering you a new perspective. It's your choice whether or not you take it on. I can't make you. So you get to choose what to do with what I give you. You take it or leave it. And I don't have any control beyond that. So if I offer you a new perspective and you take it on and it helps you, cool. But really, you helped yourself. Right? I didn't really do a whole lot for you. You actually helped yourself. I just gave you a new way of seeing it. And you went, oh, cool. Okay, I'll take that. Right? So people have to deal with their own stuff. So part of it is you allow everybody to deal with their own stuff, even in relationship. Right? So we do that. And what that does is it stops you from taking on other people's crap. You can't fix other people's worries, other people's problems. You can't do it. So you stop. It doesn't allow you. You don't take on other people's crap. Now, what that does is that frees you up immediately. Automatically now, you, you, you have 50% of the load you used to have. Because for most of us, probably 50% of what we experience in our lives is not ours. It's other people's junk. 
So the reality is that when you do that, if that was all you did, you would probably feel about 50% better than you do right now. <laughs> Even if you did nothing else, you would still feel better by simply releasing other people's crap and giving it back to them, basically, right? You just, you're not taking it, right? They, they, they drop stuff on the, on the ground and you don't pick it up. That, that, that's really all it is, right? So then the next part of that, once you've, once you've sort of blocked out other people's stuff and you don't take on other people's things, right? And you don't let other people bully you into it. You don't let other people sort of force you to feel what they're feeling, right? So you stand your ground, you hold your own, you don't let other people force you to feel what they're feeling, right? That's not okay either, we don't do that. And they will try because that's human, so we will try, right? <laughs> they're, they're going to attempt to make you, right? By making you feel guilty for not worrying about whatever the problem is, right? <laughs> they're, they're going to try, right? But the reality is it's not yours and you do not have to pick it up, okay? So, now we move on. Now that you've created a little bubble for yourself, where you've, you've sort of created your own tent, you've created your own play fort, and you're going to put your own toys in your own play fort, right? And that's the idea. You're creating your own space. You built your own sandbox, and you're bringing your own toys, and you're putting them in your own sandbox. And what you're saying is this is mine. And the truth is, as much as you can, you're not allowing anything else inside of that space. You make that space and it's yours and you don't move and you don't allow others in unless you want to. But then you do that consciously. You do that by choice. And you set up the boundaries in such a way that you're not taking on their stuff. Okay, you can let people into the space, but it's a choice, right? We don't let outside circumstances. So it, and when I talk about not letting people in or not letting things in, that also includes circumstances, right? So, so if a problem arises in your life, we don't automatically just react, react, react. We figure out a response. We determine, we consciously think about what's my response to this going to be, right? Not how do I fix the problem? That's not the question we ask. We don't say, how do I fix the problem? We say, what is the best response here? What is the best response? Not how do I fix the problem, but what is the best response for me in this situation? And then we can also begin to look for truth, right? Why, what is this here for? What is this teaching me? What am I meant to learn? What's true, right? We stay out of the story of the mind. We don't allow all of that stuff to come back in, right? So we stay out of the what if thing the mind wants to do. <laughs> we stay out of worry and fear, right? And we just simply make a choice about what to do next, if anything. And 
often, and here's the kicker, often we don't actually have to do anything. We simply allow problems to resolve themselves in many cases. Because sometimes the problems aren't ours either. The problems are for other people. And we want to fix other people's problems. It's a human thing. I get it. But we can't fix other people's problems, right? We, we can offer each other solutions or potential solutions, but we can't actually fix each other's problems. So what does that do then? When you're looking around you and you're sort of, this is right, we're back into this sort of discerning. We're looking around us and we're really picking up what's ours and what's not. We're looking at problems and we're saying, what's a good response here? What's the best response? How do, what's, what's the best way for me to manage this? If anything, right? And you may not have to do anything and it's recognizing that. It's recognizing that, that I don't have to take on other people's stuff, that I don't have to fix every problem that shows up that I really don't have to do nearly as much as I've been led to believe I'm supposed to do. Those boundaries, when you can set that up, when you can do that for yourself, you are giving yourself freedom without changing a freaking thing in your life. You're not moving. You didn't break up with anybody. You didn't, nothing happened. You didn't get a a third job. You didn't, or a fifth job. You, You didn't, you didn't do any of that. The only thing you did was create boundaries that allowed you to figure out what was yours and what wasn't in a way that is true. It's not ego it's not a victimized ego that's all wounded and traumatized by life it's not that right it's not you protecting your triggers right it's you consciously paying attention to what's going on around you and only picking up the things that are actually yours and not allowing problems to control your life because you stay out of them until you actually need to do something, right? So the only time you worry about money is when you actually have to pay the bills and even then you try not to worry about it while you're doing it, right? We stay out of the worry. So the only time you pay attention to money is when you go sit down to pay the bills. Otherwise, you do not pay attention, especially if it stresses you out. We don't let the mind have a constant conversation going in our heads. We don't allow the mind to be in constant paranoid chatter. We don't allow the mind to keep telling that story over and over and over and over again. So when you shut the mind up, when you create boundaries, now you find freedom. Now you freed yourself and you didn't do anything. That's the best part. You freed yourself and you did squat. (laughs) Because now you're allowing yourself to feel better in your existing circumstances without changing a thing. And that's what you want to do. I don't need anything to change in order for me to feel better because I understand how to be, 
how to exist, how to be in my circumstances. I've learned how to be in my circumstances, which means I don't need my circumstances to change. Doesn't mean I don't want them to change, but I don't need them to change for me to be okay because I can be okay wherever I am, regardless of what's going on around me. That's freedom, guys. That's absolute freedom. It's not walled off. It's not trigger. It's not, there's none of that. We're not, it's not that ego stuff that everybody wants to run to. It's not the ego stuff. We're doing this very, very consciously and we're deciding. We're making active conscious choices. To reconfigure how we interact with the world around us. And the truth is that everybody needs to do that. Everybody needs to reconfigure how they act and interact with the world around them. Everybody needs to do that. Because All of us are prone to taking on things that aren't ours. We've all been taught to do these things and they don't work. They keep you in worry. They keep you in fear. They keep you stuck. They keep you feeling trapped and paranoid and afraid. And you don't need to feel like that every single day of your life. There's no reason why you should feel like that. We create a bubble for ourselves that allows us to consciously decide what to take on and what not, what to pick up and what not, and when to dip our toes in or put our hands into specific circumstances and situations as things happen. And we stop reacting. I made a a comment on social media yesterday and I said habit emotions are a habit when certain problems and situations arise in our lives we respond emotionally out of habit because either that situation is is chronic meaning it happens all the time And so we've just learned how to respond to it or because we were taught to respond that way to the problem or a situation that has arisen. Emotions are a habit. You have a habit of thought, but you also have a pattern, a habit of feeling. And you can change that pattern the same way you change your pattern of thought. Is this feeling helpful? Is this feeling just a habit? Is this feeling just something I do because I do it? 
emotions become unconscious behavior. We do them because somebody told us we were supposed to. I'm supposed to be happy when this happens and I'm supposed to be sad when that happens. Who said? Right? Their habits, their behavior, their learned behaviors. And you can make the choice and decide how to feel instead of just feeling out of habit. How you feel in your day-to-day experience is 99% a habit. The feeling of being stuck, the feeling of being trapped, the feeling of, of whatever, the worry, the fear, it's all habit. You do it every day because you've done it every day. And you have the choice to change that. And the fastest way to change that is to be conscious of what's going on around you by determining what to pick up and what not. By determining what to do with what goes on around you. Now you make a choice. Now you make a choice. Instead of just letting it be a habit, you make a choice. When you get up in the morning, you decide how to feel. When you go to bed at night, you decide how to feel. You decide how to feel every minute of every day all along the way. It's not just habit. And in a way, by responding instead of reacting, by deciding what the response needs to be, by questioning what the response should be, by questioning it, by making conscious choices, you're breaking the habit of sort of the automatic feelings. When the problem comes up and you question what's a, what's a good response here, when you do that, you're in control that way. And it actually breaks you of the habit of how you would normally think and feel about what was going on. It takes a bit. It takes some retuning. It doesn't happen immediately. It, it takes a little retuning. You have to do it consciously. It, it becomes a, a, you know, a, a new way of being and it takes some work. It doesn't happen overnight. But it's possible to get there. It's possible to get there. Right? I'm still not perfect at it, but I do it. And, and now I'm even in a place where I can do it without, without actually consciously thinking about it anymore. I just naturally now, instead of just an immediate reaction, I will naturally question. This, the first place I go is to question. Right? I can naturally do it without even co- having to consciously think to question it. I just automatically go there. It's actually a new habit that's formed. The deal is it's a better habit to have. Moving to questioning is the habit you want to create for yourself because it allows you to get a thought in before respond, before reacting to things. It allows you to get a thought in edgewise. It allows you to make a choice. 
and that's what you want. So if you can create the habit of questioning, what's mine, what's not, what's a good response here, right? Not how do I fix the problem, not how do I make them feel better, but consciously choosing a a response. If you can move to questioning, you're going to find you feel better more often. And the fun part is, is you don't actually have to change anything in your external world. But your external world will begin to shift because you changed. That's how it works. That's how this game works. That's how you play. Life is not junk collecting. But we get taught that life is junk collecting. We get taught to be hoarders of problems and feelings. We get taught to hoard. And we don't need to hoard. We need to stop hoarding. It's the hoarding that makes you feel weighed down. It's the hoarding that makes you feel trapped. You're buried in junk and you wonder why. You can, you can live a minimalist life and feel completely bogged down. You can own two shirts, two pants, two pairs of underwears and two pairs of underwear and two pairs of socks, a plate and a bowl and a spoon. You can fit your life in a backpack and you can still feel completely weighed down. You're not hoarding physical things anymore. You're hoarding emotions and thoughts. We want to blame the stuff, but very often it's not the stuff. It's the emotions and the thoughts that stop us. And all we have to do is start releasing those emotions and those thoughts. So we can get to a place that allows us to feel better. And then if we still want to clear the clutter, the physical clutter, then we can. But it's a choice. You decide how you feel. Nobody else does it for you. You make a conscious choice of how to respond or react in any situation. And then you move forward. And the better you get at questioning all of it, the easier life becomes. You've created a filter for yourself that allows you to find the freedom that you continue to look for. You're looking for freedom, but it's there. It exists. It's within you. And the way you find it is by not picking up everything that shows up around you and making those conscious choices. All right, I'm going to leave it there, gang. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider liking and sharing and subscribing from whatever platform you're listening to me on. Thanks again, guys. Have a great week. I'll be back on Thursday. This has been Laura for Spirituality Unpacked. Have a good one, everybody. Bye for now. 
This has been Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Thanks so much for listening.